Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, February the 4th, 2024, and this is day 2146 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you and you alone. Thank you for being our Abba Father. Thank you for being our provider. Thank you for protecting us from all harm and danger. Thank you for loving us unconditionally and helping us to do the same with one another. I thank you, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask my Lord that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is don't get distracted by the noise or don't be distracted by the noise. There's lots of noise going on around us, things that can get us off course, get us off focus of what God would have us to be doing. And a lot of the noise uh, going on around us uh, is legitimate. It's things that we can easily become, uh, you know, saturated with, just consumed with. If we're not careful, it's very real. And God wants us to stay focused on the mission he's given us. We're coming out of Genesis chapter 19, verses 1 through 26. Genesis 19, verses 1 through 26. And it says, The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. Now, prior to this, the Lord told Abraham, that he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He let Abraham know this because he loved Abraham. He loved all everyone, but it, it, it was really a, a powerful relationship that um, he had with Abraham. It says in uh, Genesis 18 uh, that um, it says verse chapter 18, verse 17, then the Lord, it says, then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen, for I've chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he promised him. He was God was saying, should I hold back from him what I'm about to do? He said, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah in verse 20 and 1820. He says, and the Lord said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. And so Abraham prayed to God, please spare the city if you find this many or that many. And I'll go in deeper into that in a little bit. 
But Abraham knew that his nephew Lot and his family lived there. So now let's go back to 19. And it says, when the two angels arrived at Sodom and in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city, when he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. No, they answered, we will spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did go with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them and baked bread without yeast, and they ate. So without yeast meant that he made it quickly, um, didn't give time for the bread to rise. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, no, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Lot knew it was evil, but yet Lot called them his friends. Look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you and you can do what you like with them. But don't do anything to these men for they have come under the protection of my roof. So he's compromising with evil. Uh, he's he's saying, hey, instead of um, you know raping or having sex with these angels, these men, um, first of all, it is a sin uh, for men to have sex with men or women with women. Uh, God makes that very clear. So in the Bible, so when this was happening here, Lot was trying to um, compromise by giving up his daughters. And so verse nine says, get out of our way. They replied, this fellow came here as a foreigner and now he wants to play the judge. We'll treat you worse than them. They kept bringing pressure on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. But the man inside reached out and pulled Lot back into the house and shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, young and old, with blindness, so that they could not find the door. The two men said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Because you see, the only reason that Lot and his family was being spared was because of Abraham. God relationship, Abraham's relationship with God. And so prayer is powerful. Get them out of here because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So you see these two angels of God were very focused. They knew what their assignment was. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who were pledged to marry his daughters. And he said, hurry and get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. 
But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you'll be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and his two daughters and led them safely out of the city. For the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please. Your servant has found favor in your eyes. And you have shown great kindness to me and sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I'll die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to. And it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to him, very well, I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. Wow. That is why the town was called Zor. By the time Lot reached Zor, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Wow. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Wow. So because of the disobedience and the misfocus of his wife, she was distracted by everything that she felt was more important that she was leaving behind in Sodom and Gomorrah. And she disobeyed God and looked back and she was turned into a pillar of salt. This is a quite a powerful um, Bible truth that we need to grab hold of and understand the importance of staying focused on what God would have for us. Point number one, Lot had lost focus of God's direction for his life. He had lived so long and was so content among ungodly people that he was no longer a believable witness for God. Lot's environment had begun to shape him rather than he shaping his environment. Lot was more focused on what he was leaving behind, wealth, position, and comfort he enjoyed in Sodom. Sometimes we need to be removed or remove ourselves from an ungodly situation in order to concentrate on God's instructions for our lives. Lot's wife also fell prey to the lust of Sodom and Gomorrah, even to the point of death. She was so focused on the past, she was unwilling to turn completely away. Point number two, Lot's uncle Abraham was very focused on praying to God to spare the lives of the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. 
asking God to spare the city if he found 50, 45, 40, 30, 20, or even 10 righteous people. And, and you will see that in chapter 18, where Abraham pleaded with God. As we can see, there were barely three people spared. If it were not for the fervent, effectual prayers of a righteous man named Abraham, none of them would have been spared. We too must stay focused on the souls of the people, their salvation and growth in Jesus Christ. We must focus on asking God for what we want, praying for those in need. Through Abraham's faithfulness, God showed great patience, grace, and mercy towards Lot and his family. Don't stop praying for the lost. If we get nothing else out of this, we need to continue to pray for those, even those who despitefully use us or abuse or put us down or still pray for those people. Pray for those that you know, you know of that are, are not saved, that don't know the Lord. You know, God hears our prayers and he will answer in his time and in his own way. We must trust God to direct our path in every situation, staying focused on him always. Never let's make it a point to not let the noise going on all around us distract us. It is a ploy of our enemy, Satan. You know, I got caught up in that noise when I held unforgiveness in my heart towards my father. I've shared the story many times, but it is ex extremely relevant. And it's something that I'm so grateful to God for having mercy and grace upon me. Someone I believe prayed for me to see for my eyes to be open. You see, it wasn't what my father had done to make me bitter towards him as a child, not helping us and all those things is, you know, that was his choice. Uh, I made a choice that was bad to hold that anger and bitterness in my heart towards him for that. When the Bible um, specifically states that it is not up to us to, um, to hold vengeance or to repay evil, for evil in Romans chapter 12, it makes it, the, the Lord makes it very clear about that. Um, God says, I will repay. We are not the one to repay. And that is exactly what I was doing uh, by not, uh, you know, forgiving him, by not uh, wanting to even really have a relationship anymore with him after all of those things that had gone on and, and uh, neglect, I would see it as neglect. But that was between him and God. I needed to back out or back away and let God do the work. In all actuality, I was blocking God from doing the work, for taking care of the situation, because I was taking matters into my own hands. I was being like God. I, I thought, and you know, when you really think about it, when we do what God tells us not to do, then we think, I'll speak for myself, I'm thinking that, oh, I'm usurping God's authority. So I'm trying to be God. 
by holding a grudge, by not being forgiven, by totally forgiving. Here's another thing that we can do. Uh, We could say, I forgave, but I'll never forget. So again, we're saying, I'm going to hang on to something. I'm not going to, I'm not going to release it all. When God says, I forgive you as far as the East is from the West and never to remember it again. So we need to be like our father to never remember it again. I'm not saying that you're, you know, it's going to miraculously go away immediately. But as we are uh, being truly forgiving of others, it will just go away. And those memories of it are, will become so diluted with God's love that you don't see it in the same way. You don't feel it in the same way anymore. Um, I can truly say I love my father even before he passed away. I truly forgave. And, and all the things that I that used to make me angry about what happened in our lives and he not being a part of our lives began to dissipate. It just evaporated. It's something that God does that is so amazing that when we do truly let it go, and, and it is, it's like this process that takes place in our lives. I encourage you, whatever it is that's been distracting you, the noise, uh, the things that Satan will throw at us to keep us from uh, being focused, kind of like we could see with Lot and his family and, and with his wife and, and even, you know, um, with Lot with hesitating uh, because of certain things. God is saying, don't hesitate. These are the last days and time is winding up. Get busy doing what he's called you to do. Don't let distractions keep you from focusing on what God has called you to do. Now, if you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Oh, glory be to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B-Like-Boy-U-Y-C-K-S-Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and human trafficking awareness, and DIY projects. We thank you so much for all you do for us. It is very appreciated. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you and I We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.